Welcome to Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking this podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. I believe in the psychology of losing weight because sometimes the weight we really need to lose isn't on our body. So I'm so glad that you're here and welcome to the journey. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be back. I'm with you guys. You have been reaching out to me and letting me know the two weeks is a little bit too long. And look, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but we're back today and I have a really good show for you. First, let me be polite and welcome all of our guests. Thank you so much to all of our new listeners. If this is your first time listening to an episode of Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery, you are not here by accident, but by divine purpose, okay? Here's what I want you to know. This show is not just about weight, the weight that shows up on the scale, but we also deal with all of the weight, which is the mental and the emotional weight as well. And each week, my intention is to help you learn something new. I combine my professional knowledge as well as my experience as a counselor just to help you better understand some of the problems that we navigate on today. Our collective goal here is to become the healthiest version of ourselves, and that means developing a healthy mindset. And so Romans 12 and 2 is where everything originated from. If you don't know that scripture, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Each week, you can just expect to feel empowered and you can expect to leave with more than what you came with. And so I'll tell you a little bit later in the show how you can stay connected with us and how you can head over to our Facebook community group and join some of our other women who have been on the journey for quite some time. And to all of my faithful listeners, listening. Maybe I do need to stay at the two-week mark because you guys have been reaching out more to me in my DM and in my Facebook Messenger. Like, listen, I've been going back and listening to old podcasts. I've been taking notes. When is the next podcast episode going to come out? I'm all caught up and I can see the numbers. So I know you guys have gone back and started listening to some of the old episodes. And thank you for that, right? In today's age, because we have everything at our fingertips because of YouTube and Netflix, and we can just consume as often as we like, I think we've lost the beauty of an element that we used to have in waiting, right? Impatience is such an important part of our health journey. So I think I might just keep it at the two weeks, although I do miss you guys and Coming back each week, you know, I was I was in a bit of a rhythm, but I think that two week is a good time for us to do the episodes, to have an opportunity to go back and listen to some episodes or maybe re-listen. One of the things that I've learned in my life is sometimes when I listen to something in one season, it may not resonate with me, but if I go back, I might be going through something that that's exactly what I need to hear. Or listening to something the first time, you may really focus in on one point that I talk about and not give too much attention to another point or you miss it because you're, you know, just kind of thinking about what it is that I've said before. You may be gone with your own idea of how you can implement something. So sometimes when you go back and you listen, you can get another nugget or you can get another gem 
Or because we're sisters in the faith, sometimes, although a title may not stand out to you, it may not apply to you, you may not need this. If you listen to it, some of those phone calls, some of those people that you might need to set boundaries with who always call them with certain issues, you may have a resource for them. So this is the year I told you guys of exponential growth. So I just gave y'all a free little tidbit on how you can start setting boundaries with people. And one of those ways is when you hear something and something resonates with you or you know somebody is going through something, start sending those people, Jake, start sending those people the podcast, send them a book that they can read or whatever. That's how you start creating boundaries. And that's how you see who really wants to grow and who really just wants to waste your time. Okay. All right. So today I'm going to be talking about making yourself happy. I told you, if this is your first time logging on, today is a good day. Today's a great day because what I'm going to teach you will totally impact your life. You can apply it to your life right now and it's easy to do. You don't have to go buy nothing. You don't have to invite anybody in for this to happen. And the reason I wanted to talk to you guys about this particular topic is because I was invited to speak to the high school students at Sussex County. Shout out to Sussex County. This is the second year that they've invited me to do their health fair. And I love talking to high school students. They are so inquisitive and I really thought they would be throwing tomatoes at me, y'all, but they were listening and they had some very good questions. And I talked to them this year from a different perspective because I figured everybody else would be talking to them about diet and exercise. But I talked to them about the importance of a positive attitude because that is certainly one of the foundational pillars to everything we do, right? We can't be successful in anything. I don't care what we put our mind to. We can't, you know, commit to a weight loss journey, a health journey, or the discipline, um, you know, to eating a better diet if we don't have a positive mindset about it. And so they had some very good questions. And I decided to bring some of what I spoke to them about over to the podcast because listening to them and looking at them reminded me that a lot of us haven't gotten this information. Still at our big ages, we aren't sure how to make ourselves happy. We aren't sure how to keep, how to how to nourish, how to nurture a positive mindset. Uh, and, you know, this is something that takes effort, intention, and something that we have to do on an ongoing process. And so today, for the sake of time, I won't be able to talk about uh, the positive mindset. And, you know, I'll be in prayer about whether or not I need to bring that to the podcast, but I will help you in some ways that you can start making yourself happy. Is that okay? So I have a few things that I want you to take notes on. If you are not in a position to take notes, I definitely encourage you to come back because I am a huge proponent of writing things down. We have gotten away from writing. I don't mean put it in your phone. I don't mean voice to text. I don't mean screenshot. I don't mean uh, do the little tabs at the at the certain point on the podcast. So you remember where to come back to. All those things are great. And you guys can hear my age. I'm like really struggling with the fact that I'm not techie at all. <laughs> but there is something that is so spiritually divine about writing. There is still power in you seeing your handwriting. There is still power in you transforming the thought from hearing 
to processing to you writing it. Because the way I say something, I guarantee you that your pen will not write it verbatim, particularly if you allow your processing to come in play. And so this is what I'm hoping that is happening for you. This is what I feel like Holy Spirit is leading me to do with the podcast. And I hope that it'll be a great blessing to you. So number one, you need happy examples. Have you ever heard anybody tell you that before? Have you ever heard somebody say you need happy examples? I haven't. But if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because we have examples of everything else. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on a weight loss journey, I'm sure you can tell me about three or four people that that body is the body that you would buy if you could. I'm sure you could tell me three or four people that that house, that car, that that hairstyle, that handbag, you know, those types of things you can identify with. But if I was to ask you, give me four or five of your happy examples, who would these people be? And and I myself had to really consider this question because it, it can't be celebrities or it can't be just someone that you don't know or you don't have any personal relationship with or someone who you haven't watched over a long period of time in different scenarios. And so as I started to reflect on this for myself, I thought about some people who worked the bus stop ramp when I was in high school and every morning how it would be Miss Harrison have a good day today is the day you know those annoying people and part of me felt like that was their job but as I have gotten older I've grown to realize these people had personal things that were going on in their lives these people had families. These people have all of the adulting things that we currently have. And yet and still, each day, they were showing up on time. They were showing up dressed professionally. They were showing up with a positive attitude. And so when you think about your happy examples, I want you to allow your mind to not just think about people who have happy moments, but people who you have consistently encountered that tend to be in an upbeat mood, tend to be happy. This may be a coworker and just every morning they're ready to go They're This is the day the Lord has made. And these type of people tend to annoy us, particularly if we haven't mastered making our own selves happy. A lot of times we'll avoid these type of people and and that's why this assignment is so important that you think about who are my happy examples. Your happy example could be a white lady. Your happy example could be the person at Starbucks. Your happy example could be uh, the, the cafeteria staff at your kid's school. And I bring in race. I bring in all of these things because when we consider who our happy examples are, we don't want to be narrow-minded in that, right? And so that's the first thing. And the reason we want to consider our happy examples and be honest about that is because negativity is all around us. And in other podcast episodes, I've taught you about how mindless we are, how our thoughts are on automation. That's why it's so important that we meditate and we do things. We take inventory of what's in our mind and we detox. Please go back and catch those episodes if you haven't. But negativity is all around us. And in 2022, like we have it the worst because it's in our music, it's in our social media, it's in our family members, friends. But most importantly, it's in our inner dialogue. Our inner dialogue is 
the main thing that we can control. The last podcast was that we're the CEO of our lives. And so out of all of these things, the fact that negativity is in our music, it's in our media, it's in our our family, it's in our friends, maybe at work, the inner dialogue is the only thing that's internal. That's the only thing that we can control. And you'd be surprised how many of us treat ourselves poorly. How many of us never realized that we have an opportunity to speak kind to ourselves and yet we choose to speak poorly to ourselves. We choose to think negatively about ourselves. Our inner dialogue has the capacity to be our biggest cheerleader. Our inner dialogue has the capacity to say, you can do it. We will stick with it. We do deserve this. I see you. Our inner dialogue has the power to speak life to us. And so many of us, because we've never really taken inventory of the negativity that is around us, we don't even realize that our inner dialogue is working against us. We don't realize that our inner dialogue is taking away from our happiness, is taking away from our contentment, is taking away from our peace. And the music and the media and our family members and our friends, these things are also external factors. But the biggest thing that we can work on is that inner dialogue. And so as as you walk away from this podcast, I want you to start being very, very mindful of how it is that you are speaking to yourself. And I've been teaching over the few years that reframing our thoughts is really a thing. See, we have a self-perception of ourselves that's inside. Um, and we have to be aware of that because we know all of us. We know our good, we know our bad, we know our weaknesses, we know our strengths, we know that time we stole that $20, we know all of these things about ourselves. And so even when we feel good, even when we have done good, there's still this inner dialogue that we haven't trained, we haven't retrained, we haven't mastered, you know. And so if you haven't gone and listened to the CEO of your life, I think that probably be a prerequisite and then moving into this assignment. So what do I I recommend? I recommend that you distance yourself in action and thought from negativity. I recommend that you distance yourself in action or thought from negativity. Um, Sometimes negativity may be in your home environment. So it's like, yeah, I can't. (laughs) It's at work. I can't. It's like I, I, I hear that. I understand that. But guess what? This means that you have a greater opportunity to practice than the rest of us. If negativity is in your home, if it's in your marriage, if your children driving you nuts right now, like if it's between you and your mom, if it's on your job, if it's wherever, within your friendships, this means that you have a great opportunity to practice. This means that you should become the master of maintaining a positive attitude in unfavorable circumstances, right? You should become the master of maintaining a positive attitude in less than favorable circumstances. Why? Because you control your inner dialogue. Those external factors you can't control, whether they're in your home or they're outside of your home. This is one of the things I had to tell the students because a young lady had that very good question. What if I'm in a positive mindset or I'm happy, but I come in here and it's like everybody else is just this or that. This is 
the point of self-discipline. This is the point of self-mastery. This is the point of maintaining your own inner peace, your own inner happiness. And when you really get to this point, doesn't mean that things don't temporarily yeah, rub you the wrong way, but you become so good at being in this space. You become so comfortable at what it is that you need to do to distance yourself from actions or thoughts that make you unhappy, that even if you find yourself slipping into an emotional state that's unfavorable, you know how to get back. So how did I answer that young lady's question? Because that was a great question. I said, you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan for external circumstances. In some of our other podcasts, we talked about what scripture are you standing on? Not just what scripture are you standing on for healing? What scripture you're standing on for the promotion at your job? What scripture you're standing on for the proposal? But what scripture are you standing on to remain content, to remain happy, and to maintain a positive mindset when you're suffering or when you're experiencing unfavorable circumstances or when you find negativity all around you. And so those are things that that you have to come up with. You know, like I told this young lady, sometimes I got to get 10 push-ups off just to get the energy off me and just to shift my mind because sometimes you're going to be sideswiped by some things that you need a moment to come back to you. But That requires you working with yourself and figuring out what's going to work for you. The second thing I would recommend for you is having a morning routine. We've talked about this before. Every every adult should have a morning routine. Um, How you start your morning starts the tone of your day. And some of us are still... Like the the high schoolers that I talked to, your parents still shouldn't be waking you up in the morning. You know, uh, you... As an adult, some of us, we still shouldn't be hitting the alarm clock 10 and 12 times. We're rolling out of bed. We're we're barely putting any thought into what it is that we put on. And I understand a lot of us are telecommuting. We're working from home. We've gotten comfortable. But we have to understand that inside, dressing up helps us. Having a routine helps us. Doing something consistently helps us. And so what will naturally happen because we're lazy by nature as humans, right? Which is why we're always looking for the most efficient way to do something is once we start giving ourselves a little room, we'll find ourselves sitting at our computer with pajama pants on and and dirty socks and 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 the wig, but but we just threw it on real quick. Like we take it way too far. And I could just hear you guys laughing on the other end of this podcast because I'm talking about us. I'm talking about us. You know, I'm 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 talking to me too. These are things that I've had to do. And it's like you have to have a routine. And as an adult, as a woman of God, you got to get up in the morning before you're home. And some of us may not be able to make that big leap of I'm going to get up two hours before work or I'm going to get up even an hour. But you have to start making some types of strides to be more responsible in your morning because how you start your morning, that tone that you start start out with, carry you throughout the day. And it has to just be more than your rushed cup of coffee or your Starbucks. No, a real routine, spending some time with God, stretching your body, uh, getting your first serving of fruit or vegetables in in the morning, because we're talking about adults, right? So just being more intentional. So what are some things that I would recommend? I would recommend that you begin waking up in enough time to look presentable. 
okay? Um, presentable is never sleepwear. I don't care if you're at home or I don't care if you're in the office because the other thing too is our children are watching us. And so we complain when they're at the bus stop in their pajama pants or when they want to just throw the hoodie on every day or they don't want to comb their hair or they don't want to do anything, but they come home and you're still in the same robe that you were in when they left. Your hair is still in the cornrows or the twisties that they were in when the kids left or you still have on the same workout gear or whatever it is. And so we have to understand that even if we can't do these things or we don't see the benefit of doing these things for ourselves, our spouses will see the benefit in it. Our kids will see the benefit in it. We're setting the tone and what it is that we're doing, right? Um, and so if you're a breakfast person, you want to make sure that you make time for your breakfast. Incorporate time for the practices that are important to you. Me, myself, I'm not a, I'm not a breakfast person. I'll, I'll usually do my 20 ounces of lemon water, but I am big on having my mental space in the morning, you know? And so like I've shared with you guys, I'm on a prayer call most mornings at 515. If I don't make that prayer call, then I have to have my own spiritual time. I have to have my own time to stretch and just have that still moment before anybody needs anything, any clothes need to be picked out, iron, any breakfast, like anything. It is important to take that time, but you have to figure out what practices are important to you. Um, make it a rule not to check social media if you can help it. If you haven't, already detox your social media. And we've talked about that in previous episodes. Make it a habit not to check it. Make it a habit not to respond to any group chats, any gossip or drama um, from the day before. Just your morning, allow it to be your your morning as much as possible, okay? Um, so you'll have to figure out what practices are important to you. You'll have to figure out what feels great to you, what feels like it makes you most successful and energized. And you might need to write those things down because we have a tendency to slip away from what we remember made us feel the best. We have to remember in order to be happy, we have to, what is the word? We got to maintain once we nurture it. Cause what we're doing right now, once we're learning is that we're nurturing it. Once we, once we nurture it, once we figure it out, we need to maintain it, maintain it so that we can get the continued benefit from it. All right. So what's another thing you can do? You can smile. Smiling makes you happy. A smile goes a long way. What you mean smile? I'm in the house by myself all day. <laughs> you still need to smile. Um, so many people are unpleasant. And a part of why we're unpleasant is because we do spend a lot of time behind our phones in spaces alone. And our social skills are at an all time low. Okay, so smiling can really set you apart. Smiling can really boost your attitude. Some of us are always depressed or pessimistic because we don't smile. Smiling is contagious. If you're getting attitude from the people in your home, maybe it's because you get it off. Give a smile a try and watch what returns to you. But more importantly, smiling releases endorphin jaw and serotonin. And that's the feel good hormone. And so that's not that's not what I what I came up with. That's what I know. That's research. You can go ahead and look that up. So the easiest way, the cheapest way to start feeling good is just to start smiling. And if you need something to ignite your smile, 
put on your favorite song or whatever, okay? And that moves me into number four, which is you want to upload positivity and happiness to your brain. You want to intentionally upload positivity to your brain. There is a war that is happening. The devil uh, is the prince of the air, okay? There is a war that is happening, whether you are aware of it or not. You are consuming so much, whether you feel like you agree with it, you apply, you, 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 you didn't or you did spend time thinking about it. It's there. It's coming through your eye gates. It's coming through your ear gates. And in order to combat this, in order to go to war, with all of these things that are happening in your life, voluntarily and involuntarily, you have to be intentional about uploading positivity to your brain, uploading happiness to your brain. Okay, how do I do that? Here's how. You need to organize your social media. I'm not going to stop telling you guys that. Get crap off there. Get naked people. Get relationship drama. Get... Uh, people who don't subscribe to your faith and are trying to push other agendas or modern ideas that aren't of God, get that stuff off of your social media. Unfollow, block people using all that profanity or always got something going on or people who are keeping you connected to places and people that you've outgrown. You don't even live in that city anymore. Like, Organize your social media the way that you need to and stop lying to yourself that you have certain people and that you have certain things so that you can stay connected. If people want to stay connected with you, the phone still works. Okay, read books and articles. How many of us have really spent time reading books and articles about how to be happy? It's right there at our fingertips. We have audiobooks. We can go to YouTube. A lot of times people will upload the free book on YouTube and you can listen to it. You can look up articles. We Google everything else, but we have to spend some time learning how to nurture our happiness and our happy, happiness practices. Uh, another thing you can do, you want to listen to music with uplifting lyrics, okay? Listen, you want to listen to music with uplifting lyrics. All right, let me say this again. You want to listen to music with uplifting lyrics. Some of my songs that I like to listen to, they uplift me, like they get my adrenaline going at the gym or whatever. Y'all follow me, but they're not uplifting lyrics. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to take inventory of your music and see how much of your music is uplifting, but it's not uplifting lyrics. I feel like I just... Listen, y'all can send me a cash out. Oh, that's going to change somebody right there. Check your music to see how much of your music is uplifting lyrics. So I know y'all think I'm trying to tell y'all all all your music need to be gospel. I'm not even saying that at all. There are a lot of songs out here. There's a lot of music that has uplifting lyrics, uplifting messages, conscious messages, things that you know, make, could, could upload positivity to our brain. So what I want you to do is listen to music and make sure that it has uplifting lyrics. Go ahead and make your little Spotify playlist or whatever. And again, be open-minded that all of these songs may not be R&B. They may not be rap. They may not be pop. They may not, they could be a host. You want to personalize your list because this is your happy list. This is your music that's uplifting and has uplifting lyrics. Okay. And then what I want you to do is I want you to find five people that you consider to be happy, positive 
role models. You're going to call that your top five. That's going to be your big five. Your top five, your big five. This is how you're going to upload positivity to your brain. Once you identify this top five or this big five, if these are people that you know and you have access to, this is going to make my introverts like go real hard. And y'all going to sweat sweat beads on your head. I know. Reach out to that person if you can. And let them know that you've been reflecting lately and you really appreciate their positive attitude. Ask that person if they can share with you something that helped them to be happy or to maintain their happiness. Just ask them, right? Whatever that person tells you, you write that down and you begin to immediately incorporate that into your life. That's what I did. I asked people and whatever they told me, I just immediately incorporated it in my life because they were the living testimony, the living witness to whatever they were saying. It it actually worked. Okay. Last but not least, number five, you want to take responsibility. Okay. We talked about this in the last episode. You got to take responsibility for your happiness. You are the CEO of your life. Do you know that right now you own your first piece of property? Do you know that? Do you know right now that you are a boss, that you are an investor? Did you know that? Your first piece of property is your body. God gave that to you. That's the only place you have to live. That's the only place you have to live forever. You are in charge. You're the boss. You get to choose what you're going to invest into yourself. You get to choose what you're going to feed yourself. How? Not just your food. That's important. That's super important. But also your mind. Also your spirit. Also your happiness. Also that inner dialogue. You get to choose. You are the filter. If you're not happy with the current state and condition of your life, you are the only person who can change it. If you're unhappy with the current state and condition of your life, I don't care what it is. You know, last night, my husband and I, we did a Bible study on suffering. And towards the end of that Bible study, he talked about a gentleman who had been diagnosed with cancer. And while he was getting his chemo treatment and the same predicament that everybody else was in getting theirs, he would minister to those people. Sometimes you can be in the same predicament as everybody else. But you could choose to be happy there. And almost minutes after we finished that podcast, I got an inbox from a faithful listener. And she hadn't even listened to the Bible study, but she was in Boston for a whole nother reason. Told me she'd been listening to the podcast for quite some time. And she was a two-time cancer survivor. And she said that second time was really, really, really hard for her. But she began to see it differently. She began to see it as an assignment and she began to encourage others who was going through what she went through. And this takes a boss mindset though. This takes the understanding that my circumstances don't dictate my happiness. It's the other way around. And you know, life can throw us some tremendous blows. (laughs) Trust me. I know firsthand, life can throw us some shocking blows. 
Life can throw us some unfavorable blows, some unjust blows, some deadly blows. But we still have a responsibility to maintain a positive state of mind, to maintain our happiness, our glory, to maintain that faith that we talk about, that we subscribe to, that we believe in oh so much. And so I'm hoping that the things that I, I share with you on a day will begin to just get your juices flowing and, and your mind going on some things that you could implement right now into your life. And I'm believing that you'll notice a change. You'll notice a shift. Now, when you start doing some of these things, I'm going to tell you, the enemy is notorious for telling you is silly. The enemy is notorious for placing a bunch of people around you. And in the moment that you're trying to elevate, it's like, ain't nobody got the mindset you got. Like you feel like if you say I'm working on my, my positivity list and uploading my happiness, people going to be ready to check you in somewhere, but that's okay. Because there is a community here. You may not have met all of these women who are listening But there's a community here and there's a community around you, too. You just haven't tapped in yet because you haven't gotten to this place. Happy people attract happy people. Happy people are not attracted to pessimistic people. Happy people are not attracted to inconsistent people. So there are some circles that you haven't tapped into. There are some people who haven't tapped into you because you haven't you haven't evolved. I know because I've had to do it. And once you evolve, you'll start to see, wow, it's a lot of people who think like this. It's a lot of articles on this. Wow, it's a lot of, but you're not tapping into that. You're not elevating into that. And so I I really want to leave you guys with that. And I want to end with a prayer for you. God, I thank you for this divine message. God, I thank you for every listener, God. I thank you for every woman, God, who... Reach out to me, Lord, just to let me know how this podcast has has spoken to her, God, because it has divinely guided us to messages, God, and in episodes that are greatly beneficial, God, to to our life. This is the year that you have divulged to me, God, as exponential growth, Lord. So I pray that nothing that was said on today, God, will fall on deaf ears, God. I thank you, Lord, for the women, God, who have moved in obedience, Lord, to already begin implementing, God, the things that were discussed on today. For your word says, God, that obedience is better than sacrifice, God. So I thank you for every woman, God, who has been doing the work, God, that's been plowing, God. I thank you for the pruning that you have been doing, God. I thank you for the divine suffering, God, and circumstances that each of us face, God, so that we can become the best version of ourselves, Lord. We thank you for the capacity, God, to self-discover, God. And we thank you, Lord, for unearthing new levels in us, God, showing us deeper revelation of who we are, God, so that we may become the daughters and the women of God that you've called us to be. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. 
Thank you for joining today's show. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts by scrolling down. That's right. Give me five stars and leave me a comment about what you thought about this episode or any of your favorite episodes. You can also help people find this podcast by sharing it. Share, share, share on your social media, on your Insta stories. Be sure to tag me or you can share on your Facebook, Twitter, wherever you feel compelled to share. It does help. Make sure you get connected with our Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery private Facebook community. It's a thousand women in that group doing the work on all different stages of the journey from learning to eat better to actually getting moving and dropping the pounds. The benefits of being in that group is I go live each week. That's right. So if you're loving the podcast episodes, you'll also be able to go live with me, ask questions, and I can interact with you. All of this information will be in the description box especially if you need to move forward with coaching. I would love to schedule your 15-minute discovery call. Remember, if you're thinking about becoming well, there is no better time to do it than now. Have a blessed week.